You're listening to Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical and theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Here's today's question. Hi, this is David calling Michael. Uh, just had a quick question for you. I was on the Bible app the other day and uh, read the scripture of the day. And a lot of times they'll have relatable um, little scriptures that you can go through, like programs that are, you know, a few days long. And uh, one was called Breaking the Bonds of Familiar Spirits. So I just wanted to see kind of maybe what your knowledge of that sort of thing is. Uh, it seems like a lot of what the scripture that I found had actually spoken about uh, was kind of sorcery, divination, uh, that sort of thing. And I'd also watched some other videos with people talking about their experiences, uh, where it could be curses in their family, you know, where it could be um, just continuing addictions going down through families or, you know, families having histories of divorce. So just a, just a few different things there. Uh, and at first I, I hadn't really heard the term before. So I was like, oh, well, let's, let's try and figure out, you know, what scripture actually says about this. Uh, so I was just curious to know uh, what you might think. Thanks so much. Have a great day. The sins of the father is an interesting phrase, and uh, I have friends that, and not to be unkind, but I would put it in a more charismatic, more experiential Christianity, and friends of mine who would be more arch-reformed and all points in between, none of us like categories, but that's the reality of it, who would hold very different opinions on this. I have been part of uh, prayer groups where people have prayed, breaking the bondage of my, you know, you mentioned addictions or alcoholism or generational sin. I think that's a misunderstanding of the passage. Um, Now, there is a horizontal aspect of this. A person who grows up in an abusive home tends to marry an abusive person. And that's just, I mean, let's think about that very practically. It's common sense. It's all you know. It's unconscious awareness of what we're doing. It's all, you know, why would a person go back to an abusive relationship? That's all I've known. So let's don't overthink this too much. Consequences of our sins, and some of the ones you mentioned, certainly impact our family systems. Where I differ is going back and somehow praying away these spirits of deceit or this, you know, this bondage that somehow my children are entrapped in because I had a struggle with sin. I don't think that's what the text is saying. There are natural theological implications of a person that's in, in pornography and alcoholism and chemical addiction and abusive relationships, fill in the blank, that will affect us as a family system, as a home, as our children, as our parentage. Uh, that said, uh, we're free agents. And uh, some of us didn't grow up in Christian homes and came to Christ. Some of us grew up in Christian homes and didn't come to Christ. So I'm not going to do a one-to-one correlation, and I think we overstate this. last thing I would say is, in, in, in tandem with this free agent, you and I stand on our own two feet before God. I don't want to be unkind, but I think it's a convenient thing to blame my bondage, as you referred to, or curse, as you referred to, on somebody else. I need to own my sin. And one of the axioms I often say is uh, maturity is when you stop blaming your past, you own your present, and you plan your future. Stop blaming the past, own your present, and plan your future. Uh, no matter how I was reared, the hard things that happened to me, no doubt hurt and people are victims and damaged and wounded deeply. That's the past. 
and no amount of you know uh, uh, apology or whatever is going to take away that injury so as an adult i've got to own my present I, this is my reality i grew up in a dysfunctional home i was wounded deeply i was hurt i was wounded i carried the scar i carried the scars of this that's adulthood now super maturity what am i going to do about it i'm going to plan my future i know i'm forgiven I know Christ loves me. I know God's not mad at me. I know he'll forgive me every time I come to him. That's maturity. Stop blaming the past. Own the present and plan the future. And we are, what, new creations in Christ Jesus, Second uh, Corinthians 5.17. So I'm going to cling to the fact that when I came to Christ, I'm new. And I have to understand what that means, and that's called sanctification. Okay, so would you take that idea of a new creation and would that be applicable? I mean, cause he also mentions like sorcery and divination. And I mean, I, I have heard testimonies of folks who were practicing in witchcraft were pra- I mean, sure. and, and this conversation of what kind of, um, sp- I mean, essentially like spiritual, like spirit oppression that they may have on their lives because they were, I mean, playing with a fire in a sense of angels and demons. And that spiritual world is very real. If we look at Deuteronomy, you know, 13, we've got some real specific law about you killed these people. Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, the, the, you practice these things. Yeah. Um, we, we don't know exactly what happened to the sons of Korah with the strange fire, but, you know, their family, their tribes consumed Yeah. because of what they did. So certainly there was a corollary in the Old Testament that God didn't toy around with these things. What, what I'm What I'm referring to is, a New Testament framework and mindset and the power of God's permanently indwelling Holy Spirit in the believer. Yeah. I think that's a little different. And again, I don't want to parse this too finely. I do think we're all, let's just generic. We're all oppressed by things we did as children Mm -hmm. or young adults Mm -hmm. or young Christians. I mean, goodness me, oh my, if I go back to before I came to Christ, my teenage years, I would never run for political office. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Well, they didn't have Facebook then, so you might be okay. But it doesn't matter. People come out of the woodwork and say any kind of thing about you. Goodness me, oh my. So the reality is, you know, who's got a pristine, perfect past? Yeah. Now, it's easy to talk about a spirit and oppression. Now, do I believe that Satan and his minions are alive and active? Yes. But I would also say you only are influenced by Satan and his temptations insofar as you let him, meaning mm-hmm. he can't force us. He can't oppress us to a point where we're un, not in control of that. Mm-hmm. If the Holy Spirit indwells the believer, I just don't think the Holy Spirit's going to let an oppressive spirit harass a believer Mm -hmm. who's walking faithfully, confessing his or her sin uh, in the word, in prayer, around Christians who are helping him in a community. God's word, God's people, God's spirit. I just don't believe that we can hide under this oppressive spirit thing. Uh, And and I've been involved with people both on the mental side of this as well as the so-called spiritual oppression. I'm not saying it's not a a viable uh, discussion. I think we give Satan power when we talk about him in terms of I'm spiritually oppressed. Mm -hmm. The demons and temptation are affecting me. Mm -hmm. And Satan just rubs his hand and licks his chops and Mm -hmm. goes, yeah, I've got him worried about me. Mm -hmm. You cling to Christ. You stand by what Christ has done. Even Michael, the great archangel, was not allowed to judge Satan. Mm -hmm. That's left to Christ. 
So this idea of spiritual warfare and fighting against the minions, I think is really bad theology. Let's cling to Christ's coattails. Mm -hmm. Let's, quote, stand behind and beside Christ and the cross. I think he does a better job of dealing with these so-called oppressions and things than we do. And, and, And again, it's a popular thing. We open ourselves up via Ouija boards. We open ourselves, you know, all kinds of goofy stuff on on, uh, apps on phones and nonsense that people get sucked into horoscopes. There's one my pastor friend used to call them horror scopes. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we open ourselves up to stuff. Yes, Christ is more than capable of addressing these issues. Why am I trying to joust, you know, the dragon with a toothpick when I have the word of Christ to be my armor bearer and my my savior. If you've got a question for Ask Dr. E, call us or text us at 615-281-9694 or you can email us at question at michaelincontext.com. We would love to hear from you. Ask Dr. E is a production of Michael Easley in Context. The music for this show is composed by Jason Germain, and you can find more biblical resources at michaelincontext.com.